as Javante Tank Davis moving up to 140 pounds to challenge uh, the unbeaten Mario Barrios. It will headline a Showtime pay-per-view event uh, from the State Farm Arena. There will be four fights on that fight card. And today you're going to hear from four fighters from two of the fights you'll also see on this card. In fact, you'll see the co-main will feature the former unified champion, Jason Rosario, taking on the hammer, Erickson Lubin. And you'll also see the return of another former unified champ as Julian J. Rock Williams makes his return to the ring against Brian Mendoza. You're going to hear from those fighters. We'll also take questions uh, from members of the media. The event is being brought to you, of course, by Premier Boxing Champions. It's being promoted by TGB Promotions, GTD Promotions, and Mayweather Promotions. Before I get to the fighters, uh, let me introduce uh, the president uh, and, of course, the promoter, CEO of Mayweather Promotions, Mr. Leonard Ellerby. Thank you, Brian. Um, again, as you mentioned, this is a really terrific car from top to bottom. And in the opening television bout, we have Body Air, Achmandov taking on Argenis Mendez. And you got, when you, when you think of Argenis Mendez, you think about a durable veteran who's been in there and we know that he comes to fight. He's not going to take a step backwards. And Body Air, he's, he's a fighter that, again, is very, very impressive, obviously, Lots of us remember from the bout with Barrios, you know, he, he suffered two knockdowns in the bout, but he came back and made it a very, very tough fight. So that's going to be a tremendous matchup. And then we roll right into one of my favorite fighters, um, former unified champion of uh, Julian J-Rock Williams. Again, he'll, he'll be taking on the tough Brian Mendoza. That should be a very, very entertaining bout. And again, J-Rock, he'll be looking to, you know, make a big statement to show that he's he's a force to be reckoned with and he'll be looking to, to get back in the mix with the other top 154-pounders. And then from that bout, we'll roll right into the co-main event. And the co-main event, wow. We're talking about that that fight, that bout along with Lubin versus Rosario, that bout alone could be a main event alone. So, again, we're just really, really excited Again, to be putting on another terrific, terrific card from top to bottom. Really excited. Thank you, Leonard. And, and he's right. I mean, w whether it is Mayweather Promotions, uh, whether it's TGB Promotions and Showtime, we are all about high stakes, meaningful fights. And that's exactly what this fight card has. Uh, let's talk to the fighters. Uh, we'll start, of course, with Julian Williams, 27 and 2 and 1. 16 knockouts. He is the former unified champ uh real quick j-rock if you would just give members of the media an update on how camp is going and what should they expect when j-rock makes his return to the ring on june 26th uh camp is going really good you know uh i've been out here for some a few weeks now she's working and grinding and putting in work and uh you guys can expect an explosive performance and expect me to win uh june 26th and of course j-rock has been training uh, in Vegas, uh, he'll be facing, though, Brian Mendoza, 19-1. 13 mm -hmm. of his victories have come by knockout. And, Brian, if you would, uh, let members of the media know how your training camp has been going and what should they expect when you get into the ring uh, with J-Rock. Absolutely. Uh, training camp has been going great, you know, out here in Vegas, too. Um, just been grinding, man. It's uh, a very big opportunity, and I plan to take full advantage of it. 
So you guys can expect 100%, man. Everything I got in me. All right. Uh, J-Rock, let me start with you before we get to uh, questions from members of the media. Like yourself, hey, listen, we just had another former Unified Champion, Jared Hurd, uh, on Showtime. He was coming off longest, uh, basically, layoff of his career. Like yourself, mm -hmm. new trainer, uh, found himself in a dogfight uh, mm -hmm. with Luis Arias and an opponent he thought he should have beaten, but he ends up losing a split decision um, how do you prevent that from happening to you? I just got to be myself, you know. Uh, I think one fight has absolutely nothing to do with the other. You know, Louis Arias and Jared Hurd has nothing to do with Julian Williams and Brian Mendoza. I think none of the other three fighters are, are as skilled as I am. And uh, I'm, a plan, I'm planning on showing that on June 26th. Mm. One fight has nothing to do with the other. Brian, I, I was I was reading about this fight, and ThreeKingsBoxing.com had an interview with you, and in it you said, "quote I am no food for anyone. I will show J Rock what I'm about." Tell us what you meant by that. I think Brian froze on us. He froze Brian, up. Yeah, I think Brian froze on us. Uh, until we get Brian back, let me go back to you, J-Rock. Um, you know, one of the things I thought was was interesting was when we had a d discussion on my podcast, and I asked you about that the last time we saw you fight, you said, listen, maybe I let my guard down, uh, didn't respect the sport. How do we know that won't happen again when you're back in the ring? Uh I mean, I didn't necessarily let my guard down. I knew who I was fighting. I knew uh, Rosario was a good fighter. Uh, I think some unfortunate things happened during camp, and you know, my decisions that I made is what is, is, is what I meant by me not respecting the sport from the decisions I made during camp. It had nothing to do with me, you know, uh, not focusing or not training hard. That was never the case. Um, so I don't. Uh, I mean, I can't. That, that, I had a good camp, and I'm prepared to fight. And I'm prepared to win. How, di how different of a fighter is J-Rock now that you've got this new trainer, uh, Sugar Hill, one of the mm -hmm. uh, great trainers in boxing? Um, you were with uh, Stephen Everett for a long time. How different of a fighter will we see when you're back in the ring? Uh, I'm not sure, you know. I mean, you, you, uh, you guys are always going to see a hungry, focused fight when, when, when I step in the ring, no matter what the outcome is. Um, I'm not sure how much how much different I look, you know. I think I think when 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 fighters get with new coaches, sometimes it takes time for the for the change to start to set in, you know. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. It, it begs the question too: Is Julian J. Rock Williams still one of the top five fighters? Because this division is loaded at 154. Is he still the elite one, of the top five fighters at 154 pounds? I'm the best fighter in the division. I told you that last week. The last time we talked, it's the best fighter just lost. That's all. LeBron had bad nights. You know, Jordan lost. Michael Jordan had bad nights. Julian Winsk had a bad night, too. I'm still the best fighter in the division. How anxious are you to get back in the ring? Very anxious. I love it. Focused. Um, Greg, uh, I know there are a number of uh, members of the media who probably have questions. Uh, for J-Rock, 
so let, let's uh, bring in Greg Domino, of course, from our communications department of Showtime. Uh, Greg, uh, tell the members of the media, all you have to do, raise your hand bar there in the Zoom, and he will get to you. Uh, tell us who you're with and uh, ask your question. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, first question comes from Keith Idek of Boxing Scene. Corey, I need access to be able to allow them to talk. I don't have that. Bear with us. While, while he gets yeah, that. I'm in the room. Um, Keith isn't here. Uh, is he under a different name on the account? Uh, oh, there's Keith. No, no aliases for me. Um, Hey, Julian, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm pretty good. Thanks, man. Um, can you tell us uh, how long you've been in Vegas? You've been there for a decent amount of time now, right? And, ha and how it's gone yeah. with a new uh, training environment for yourself. Uh, it's, it's going really good, actually. The uh, only thing I don't like is this, this heat, man. It's too dry. But uh, the training has been really going uh, really good. I've been here for about, uh, about five weeks going on. Did you feel like you needed, I guess in some sense you did, right? That you just needed maybe a new place to train, a new environment just to try to change things up for yourself? No, not really. Not a new environment. It was just that uh, Sugar Hill was holding camp out here with, uh, with Tyson Fury. So uh, I met him out here and uh, and uh, decided to work out here. I don't care where I train. You know, as long as there's this gym and, 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 and uh, some, 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 some heavy bags, I can get the job done. Okay. Can you uh, just tell us specifically how it's gone? with Sugar Hill uh, since you guys have been together, maybe not giving away your game plan or anything, of course, but maybe some of the things that you feel you've worked on and improved on. Uh, I don't really want to get into what I worked on and improved on, but uh, it's been going really smooth, actually, and we kind of, like, clicked on the beginning. And uh, I like his training I like his training style. So, so I, think it's, uh, I think it's going good. Did you know him much before uh, you got together with him? And did you know, like, personally, did you know him much or no? No. No, I met him a few times in passing, but that was about it. How did you guys come together? Uh, mutual friend. Uh, I reached out to, you know, see if he was interested and he was, get a conversation. And then I went out to uh, Detroit to sit down and talk. We trained for a few days, and that was that. Okay. Um, you mentioned before that um, you made some mistakes, not necessarily not training hard or anything, can you elaborate on some of the things maybe that went wrong for you in that camp that you that you mentioned earlier? You alluded to. I'd rather, I'd rather not, man. It was 17 months ago, man. This 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 history now. Anything now sounds like an excuse. So I'd rather not, you know, talk about it. I'm just focused on, you know, Brian Mendoza. I don't want to go back and you know, and uh, talk about things that happened in the past. I know that you couldn't do anything about it because the world changed dramatically for everyone. Yeah, yeah. That much. Did it make it that much more difficult for you that you had to wait so long to get back into the ring because of the pandemic? It did. It, you know what? What made it more difficult was, was I had a fight schedule. I probably would have been the only fighter to fight, only top fighter in the world to fight two times that the COVID year. And when I got back in camp, I was actually out here in Vegas again, and I caught corona, and my fight got scrapped. So it's been a, it's been a difficult it's been a difficult 17 months for me, but I just kept persevering through and kept working hard and uh, looking to put put on a great performance. You were supposed to fight in December originally, right? 
December 26th. Yeah. Well, how did how did you react to uh, COVID? How did you feel? I mean, did you have bad symptoms or how did you deal with it? Oh, uh, it wasn't bad at first. I didn't like, man, I'm thinking like, you know, this is, this is BS. And then when I got back home, I started feeling some symptoms. And uh, But they subsided within the, the first couple, I say about a week, week and a half. I, I was pretty good. How long did it keep you out of the gym? Maybe about two weeks. Thanks but but around that time, around that time, the gyms were closed anyway. Oh, you know what I mean. So, hey, excuse me, guys. I just popped back in. My phone overheated. Thanks, Thank you, Keith. Uh, next question will be from Jeremy Harrigis of Fansided. Hi, Julian. Hi, Brian. Um, first questions for for Julian. Um, you talked about training. Um, you were supposed to have a fight in November. Um, do you feel that even though you didn't have that fight, the anticipation for it and the work that you put in has kept you primed and ready for this moment? Absolutely. Because I went through a whole a whole four-week camp. I never really stopped training. And then when, when, I, when I got to Vegas in December, in November, I'm sorry, I was already in shape. And uh, I basically went through like a half a camp. My weight was really good. I was probably about... 12 pounds overweight once my fight got canceled. So um, it was almost like a almost like a full camp, but it just kept me, you know, something that kept me motivated, kept my mouth water. I know that sometimes when fighters uh, go in and out of, of training camps and they have extended periods of time, they can feel overtrained. Is there any fear that that you're overtrained at this point? No, not, not, not at all, not at all. Um, I've, been, I've been pro for 10 years. I know when to kind of like, you know, turn it down and pick it up and, you know, keep my weight in check and not make sure I don't peak too soon. And I, I, I pretty much know what I'm doing. Uh, question for Brian, if Brian's on there. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I know that looking at your record, you know, it's a, it's a strong record. There's one blemish on there, which came in 2019 against Larry Gomez, but it was a split decision. Looking back at that fight, is that something that, you know, you felt that you won? Um, and, and, and do you feel like that, you know, that blemish really shouldn't exist? Um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's not about looking back and crying about, you know, what happened in the past. Um, there's, you know, there's always a million excuses behind the scenes, but it is what it is. And we, I learned from it, you know, you guys saw the, like the, the change in performances, even from that fight to finally, you know, being more comfortable and everything at 154 in the next one. And I feel like, you know, this fights, uh, even more again. So it's the type of fight that'll pull out even more for me. And you guys will see another big jump in, in skill wise and everything. Thank you, gentlemen, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. We have one last question from Jim Conlon. Um, hi, uh, Julian. Hi, uh, Brian. Uh, Brian, uh, my question here is for Julian. Julian, uh, in terms of going forward, in terms of the big fights, in terms of your career, you mentioned that a bad night in, in the office in terms of slip-ups. Uh, can you afford any slip-ups now going forward if, Ju- if Julian William- Williams wants to achieve what he wants to achieve? Is the slip-ups uh, out of the order going forward anymore? Well, I think no fighter can afford slip-ups. You know, in the, in the era of boxing we're in, you know, losses are frowned upon, you know. So uh, it's not just me. No fighter can afford a slip-up. So every fight is kind of like, you know, do or die for me. It's always been like that, though. So it's nothing new for me. And uh, lastly, uh, just for Brian there. Uh, Brian, do you feel you have everything to gain in this fight and nothing to lose? 
Um, absolutely. You know, it's uh, I keep telling people uh, on fight night, you're not going to see someone that's just, you know, happy, like one of those guys like, oh, I you know got to get to this point. Um, I have big goals and everything. And I feel like this is like I keep saying, you know, that perfect fight. So um, you're going to see me come with everything and coming for a victory. You're not just seeing someone that's happy to be there. So absolutely everything again. Best luck to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Back to you, Brian. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And I know, uh, Julian, you, you've got a, uh, an engagement and you have to run. Brian, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, Brian, my question for you, since J-Rock is here, he's coming up the longest layoff of his career, uh, got a new trainer for this fight. Do you think you're catching Julian Williams at the right time? Um, yes, but not because of that. It's more about me. You know, I'm worried about me. I believe this is the right time. You know, I'm 27 years old. Um, I've been a pro, you know, for years and years now. Uh, I just feel like now the schooling that I've had with Ismael Salas is finally really coming out, you know, just hitting that next level. Even, you know, the sparring has been different, the training and everything. And, uh, that's why, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, what's going on there because, uh, uh, he has all this stuff, but I know he's still coming with everything, you know, to prove he still got it, that he's still in the mix and everything. So, um, I'm not really looking at his negatives. I'm looking at my positives. And lastly, on threekingsboxing.com, you had an interview with him. You said, quote, I'm no food for anyone. I'm coming for Julian Williams. Tell him, tell us what you meant by that. Um, you know exactly what I said a minute ago. Uh, a lot of people get to this point. You know, they get a big fight like this, and they're like, wow, you know, I made it. You know, they get happy just to be there. But um, quote, you're not going to no see that at all. What I mean by that is, I have, I have big goals, man. You know, I've always visualized, you know, being at the top of the sport, you know, um, climbing to the very top, not just, you know, oh, happy, you know, I got this kind of opportunity. Um, that's why, you know, I'm taking full advantage and you're going to see someone very, very hungry in there that night. And J-Rock will let you go with this. Uh, you now know who Brian Mendoza is. Uh, what do you think of him as a fighter? What should we expect uh, when you get in the ring with him on the 26th? Expect him to get beat. I've been to who Brian Mendoza was. Um, he's a fire, but he's gonna lose. I tell you what, <laughs> this is the kind of fight you go. You want to stay in tune and in touch and watch. Uh, Brian Mendoza, he's only lost once. Uh, Julian J. Rock Williams, the former unified champ, they will be on this fight card. Best of luck to both of you, gentlemen. J. Rock, thank you. Uh, thank Brian, you. thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and again, the co-main is another phenomenal fight, as you heard Leonard Ellerby uh, say at the very top. You got the former unified champion again in Jason Rosario, a man who beat J-Rock. Um, so you have him taking on the hammer, Erickson Lubin, one of the most exciting powerful young studs at 154 has just one loss but i tell you what this has got one of those all the components that could be fight of the year uh and really steal the card uh because of how explosive both of these guys are uh first of all let's start with the hammer erickson lubin uh erickson if you could just give us a word on how camp has been going and what should we expect when the hammer uh, steps into the ring with Jason Rosario. Erickson, can you turn your phone sideways? Like this. Uh, it's locked. Yeah, you could just put it back where it was. Uh, you hear me? Yeah, Sounds hear great. Go right ahead. Um, 
it's been the best camp of my life. I know it sounds cliche. I know everybody says it, but this has been the best camp of my life, man. My uh, my career. You know, I've I've been in the gym since since my last fight. I knew I made a few mistakes my last fight, but um, you know, due to COVID, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of different things we had to like, you know, get accustomed to. But you know, things are opening back up a little bit more. And you know, we've been we me and Kevin, we've been at it. We've been at it since you know the new year, even before the new year. And we we we, we come in here to make a statement on June 26. We want to make a statement on Showtime pay per view. You know, it's a big card, it's a stacked card. We're ready to show the 154-pound division. I'm the best. I heard J-Rock saying he's the best, but I'm the best. Love it. I love it. And, of course, uh, the hammer. And as as Erickson was talking about, uh, talks about Kevin. Kevin Cunningham is his trainer. Um, he will be facing uh, Banana, uh, Jason Rosario, the former unified champ, uh, suffered uh, defeat last time we saw him uh, to Jamel Charlo. And Jason, the same for you. If you could, I know Herman Casado is there with him. Uh, just give us a word on how camp has been going for this fight and what should we expect when you take on Erickson Lubin. ¿Qué tal ha sido el campamento hasta ahora? Y, y cómo, cómo te sientes contra la pelea de, de, de Erickson? Bueno, el campamento ha sido súper bueno. Creo que es el mejor campamento que he tenido experimentado mucho y, y, y por lo tanto me atrevo a decir que el mejor campamento que he tenido en toda mi carrera. He feels very healthy, very strong. Um, it's been a great camp so far. Uh, probably one of the better ones he's been able to do. Um, so so he feels very, very strong, very good. He's already at the weight, as I'm sure Eric is already as well. Uh, Lubin is already as well. So we're, you know, we're ready to go and, and he feels great. He can't wait. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Jason, because, you know, last time we saw you fight against Charlo, you, you, you told us you felt like that was one of the best camps you had. And, and Charlo got you with it, what looked like a jab to the stomach that put you down. And it, it looked as if your body was spasming. Can you tell us, because we haven't had the opportunity to talk to you since then, what happened uh, in that fight and with that jab to the stomach? Eh, que en la última pelea tú dijiste lo mismo, que era el mejor campamento de tu carrera y básicamente dice que Charlotte te tumbó y te, acabó, y te terminó la pelea con, con un jab abajo. ¿Qué quieres comentar? Sí, por lo tanto, de lo dicho, este ha sido mejor que anterior. Eh, en el campamento anterior, de, no voy a dar detalles, pero, pero eh, no se parece ni es igual al, al de hoy. Uh, you know, that was the past. Uh, that's over. This is a new camp. He feels strong. He stands by his comment, and that's it. Moving forward. Mm. Uh, you do have a new trainer there in Herman. Tell us tell us why. Why did you train trainers? Que tienes un entrenador nuevo en mi persona, y por qué cambiaste de entrenador, y qué fue la razón? Bueno, realmente creí que necesitaba un cambio en tu carrera. Y que Germán fue la persona que, que me entrenó cuando 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 perdí pero yo no perdí porque porque estaba falta de entrenamiento sino por la inexperiencia y, y con el entrenamiento de él me sentí bien ya o sea, por eso volví de nuevo 
that uh, that he was looking for a change. Um, you know, not necessarily because of him losing. It was just probably the right timing. You know, coincidentally, it came with a loss. Unfortunately, he says. Um, but we've known each other for some time. Uh, we actually did train before. He knows my style. It's no nonsense. It's no excuses. It's all or nothing. So, so that's what he wanted this go around and, and, and moving forward. So that's the reason and the, and the why. Uh, Erickson, listen, you've made it no secret that you believe this fight with Rosario will, will be the fight of the night. I thought it was interesting. Your trainer, Kevin Cunningham, said this fight will be like Hagler versus Mugabe. Uh, tell us why. Why do you think this has all the elements to be the fight of the night? Um, well, because, you know, it, it, it's fan-friendly. You know, he comes to fight, I come to fight. Um, I can mix it up. I can box. I can bang. Um, you know, the fans are going to love it, man. The fans are definitely going to love it. Um, I'm not I'm not the type of fighter that's just going to, you, know, um, you know, find a uh, – find an easy way out or anything. I, I'm looking to make a statement. I, I, you know, I'd I, I be satisfied. I'm, I'm definitely coming for the win. I know I'm a win, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking to make a statement. Um, Jason, you told the boxing scene, quote, Erickson Lubin is a great contender, but I will knock him out on June 26, end quote. Tell us why you're so confident. You said in an interview Erickson Lubin is eh, eh, oponente, pero que tú lo vas a noquear eh, el día 26 de junio. ¿Por qué tú piensas así? Eh, bueno, lo primero es que el poder lo tengo para para, para noquear a Lumi y a cualquier peleador de las 54 libras. Y, y, y creo que con, lo, con los detalles y con, y con el entrenamiento y, y con el aprendizaje que he tenido aquí, eh, creo, que, creo que es suficiente well, first and foremost, uh, he has the power to knock Erickson out and anyone at the 154-pound uh, division. So that's the reason for the, the you know the statement and the comment. Uh, second is the, the 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 camp that he's had and and the little bit tidbits and of, of southpaw knowledge that he's been able to do. You know, um, they call Kevin the the southpaw whisperer, but I've had about five or six southpaws uh, that, that I've trained as well that have gone on to do great things. Uh, I actually even trained Lubin for about a year, so I've had my share with southpaws. So it's not necessarily uh, just because he's going to knock him out. It's because there's things that you got to do against southpaws that make it a little bit easier to fight a southpaw. Not that they're not easy, to, that they're easy to fight at all. They're quite the contrary. But um, he feels the experience here will help him. Nice. Uh, Erickson, uh, your response to that? I mean, obviously, Rosario think, feels think, like I he's think, got the power. Think, and listen, man, I think I think um, I think I'm a I'm a totally different fighter from when I when I was training with uh, with Herman. Um, it, 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 it's two different fighters in that man. It's gonna be two different fighters. You know, me and Kevin, we we, we work on a lot of things that you know, not just the regular Southpaw has. It's, is this different you know I'm, I'm coming in there with a with a game plan that it's like a jigsaw puzzle you feel me so he i think this is the wrong fight for him to take you know after coming off a knockout loss and i'm just gonna show it on june 26. Mm. um jason before we get to reporter questions let me ask you this i remember the last time we saw you against uh charlo 
You said, I'm, I'm looking to show people why I'm the best at 154 and that it's no fluke that I'm the unified champ. Um, what's the motivation going into this fight? What is the motivation in this fight for you to win well, ganar tu pelea? You said in the fight with Charlo that you were the best in 154 and that it wasn't por la razón que tú ganaste eh, esa pelea. Entonces, ¿cuál es la motivación entrando en esta pelea que, que, que vas a tener? Bueno, realmente la motivación que tengo es que, es que eh, hay muchos que creen que me voy a quedar en el piso y, 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 y yo sé cómo levantarme. Eh, quiero enseñarle a la gente que, que eso que dije no, 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 fue, no, no, no fue casualidad que yo me hiciera por el mundo, que yo sí tengo el material y tengo el potencial para, para, para estar ahí con los mejores, con, con, con Charlo, con Lumin, con cualquiera. Um, he says that, that, you know, what happened uh, with the Charlo fight, that was the fluke. That wasn't the, him winning the titles wasn't the fluke. Um, and, and that it, he's going to show, uh, which I have no doubt, because I, I know him, you know, some years now, and I know him as a man, um, that he will bounce back from that and, and, Figuratively speaking, get off the canvas and win his next fight, right? So, yes, he, he, he has no, no problem taking the fight. He doesn't feel it's a mistake. Uh, this is what we do, you know, and, and, and we fight. And, uh, and so he's very excited for June 26 uh, and, and expects Lubin to bring his best, as, as do I. Lastly, Erickson, before I get to uh, reporters, uh, listen, Rosario is considered one of the biggest punchers in your division. In your opinion, this fight will come down to what? Uh, it'll come down to who wants it more. It'll come down to who prepared better. It'll come down to it'll come down to a lot. I think I got power too, you feel me? So it's not just a, a power thing. It's, it's more like skills got to be there. It got to be everything. You got to be clicking on all cylinders. Your mind got to be there. So I feel like I'm, I'm, there. I'm there mentally. I'm there physically. Everything. I'm ready to fight. I've been ready to fight. And uh, come June 26, man, I, I can't wait. I've been ready to fight, like I said before, man. I'm ready. And no fight fans can't wait to see this fight. Uh, Greg Domino, again, from Showtime Communication, uh, joins me. Uh, Greg, I know there's members of the media who got questions for these guys. Uh, let's bring them in. Thank you, Brian. We'll go to Jeremy Harridges first. Hello. Uh, this first question is for Erickson. Um, for Erickson, your last two wins have come against some really high-skilled, uh, slick boxers in Terrell Gaucher and Nathaniel Gallimore. From those fights, um, what do you feel like you've you've gained as far as experience, and, and how did those fights, um, you know, help you out as a boxer? Well, I feel like I gained a lot of experience fighting both fights because, um, you know, those are those are top contenders. Like I like I said before, I don't want any tune-up fights. You know, that's why I even took the, the fight with Rosario. This is the fight that I, I wanted. Um, I feel like I just gained, I gained a lot of experience. I gained a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence. Um, you know, just I'm, I'm clicking, man. I'm ready to show the world that I'm the best at 154 pounds. You were talking about how in this fight you want to come out and make a statement. Charlo, uh, you know, took out Rosario in, in eight rounds. Do you feel kind of a competitive nature to kind of try and beat that? always competitive but it, it doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter if i knock them out or i don't um my job is to, is to go in there and look good and 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 come out victorious that's that's my job i, I just i plan on looking real good 
being sharp like I am, being fast like I am, being powerful like I am, just showing the world, you know, like, I, I, mean, I, can make, I can make anybody in this division, you know, uh, look bad. A uh, question for, for Jason. Uh, Jason, I'm, I'm curious, have, ha, how often have you gone back and rewatched the Charlo fight, and, and what did you learn from, from watching that fight? que si tú has visto la pelea de Charlo con, con tu derrota y que si has aprendido algo de esa pelea, primero que si la has visto. Por cierto, eh, anoche fue la primera vez que la vi después que, después que, 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 que pasó lo que pasó. Y creo que, creo que sí he aprendido de la derrota. Eh, he aprendido un sinnúmero de cosas que lo voy a enseñar ahí el, el, el 26 de um, he just coincidentally saw the fight last night for the first time. And, you know, he, he did, you know, obviously learn from his mistake. Uh, and, and, you know, he's corrected it. He, he said in this particular, uh, you know, 12 weeks, 14 weeks that we've been working. So, um, you know, he's looking forward to showing that on the 26th um, of, of what he learned from that defeat. One last question for Jason. Um, looking at, at different fights that Erickson's had in the past, is there anything that shows you that, that he might be susceptible to some of your power? Que si tú has visto las peleas de Erickson y, y que si tú has visto algo que te deja pensar a ti que tú vas a poder noquearlo. Bueno, eh, eh, creo, que, creo, que, creo que sí. Realmente, Dubin eh, es, es un peleador gran peleador le eh, eh, que darle el mérito tiene mucho talento eh, pero con la presión creo que con la presión y con y con, y con el poder de las manos y tirando combinaciones de cuatro y golpes creo que creo que de esos cinco van a conectar dos y, y van a ser that you know he repeats that at 154 uh, he can knock anyone out so it's not necessarily just saying Lubin you know he has seen some of his fights uh, just as a fan, he says, and he says that, that, that Erickson is a phenomenal fighter, a great fighter, 154. It's not easy uh, to land shots and to, and to just get a clear home run shot on him, and that's not the plan, nor is that what he's thinking. Um, so, 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 you know, obviously there is a game plan, and obviously uh, if he does land, he feels that he can, but it's not just going to be walk in, hit him in the chin, and then he's out. Lubin is a phenomenal fighter. I can tell you that from experience myself as well. Um, he, he can take shots and he can, and, and he can definitely give shots. So it's a great fight. That's for sure. Thank you, Erickson. Thank you, Jason. Best of luck. And thank you, Jeremy. Uh, next question will come from Jim Conlon. Um, hi, uh, my question there, first of all, is, uh, for, uh, Jason, um, Jason, I suppose, Jetson, uh, I suppose the last time we spoke to you, uh, it was in the Charo sort of fight, and there was an awful lot of bravado in that sort of press conference. You look an awful lot relaxed there in terms of this sort of fight. You look sort of at ease. You're feeling a lot more comfortable? Que si te sientes cómodo, que te ves bien relajado y bien tranquilo. ¿Cómo te sientes? No, sí, claro, me siento, me siento súper super cómodo, me siento eh, súper motivado, me siento siento excitado eh, realmente realmente eh, eh, quiero dar primeramente gracias a Dios por la oportunidad porque esto no es una oportunidad de darme no poder y, y darme eh, el chance de, 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 de 
no es leer Erickson, no, güey. Realmente, eh, gracias a Dios, gracias a todos los He wants to thank first and foremost, um, you know, the promotion, uh, Showtime, and everybody involved in making this fight. Uh, because coming off a loss, um, you know, it's not always that you can get uh, such a quality, high caliber type of fight. So he, he wants to thank everybody first and foremost. But he's very relaxed because he's done the work. He's been 12 weeks, 14 weeks, and, and he's done the work and he's, he's cut no corners. He's lived in the gym. You know, for these 12, 14 weeks, he's, he's succumbed to everything that's been asked of him. Like I said, I'm, as Kevin is, I'm not an easy guy also to, 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 to just, you know, uh, uh, skip by this whole camp. No, I'm demanding and, and, and I don't cut corners. And at the end of the day, he passed all, all the exams. So he feels very confident and he should because this is what it should be like. It should be just relaxed as Lubin is relaxed, you know, and, and we're going to come in on the 26th and explode. So that's that's what everyone's waiting for. And uh, just a question there for Ericsson there as well. We always hear in terms of Ericsson uh, potential, this guy is the potential to be the next uh, great fighter, the next big thing. Uh, Ericsson, in terms of that, uh, we know your development so far, you've been going step by step up in the ladder in terms of difficulty of uh, opponents. Do you want to feel like Ericsson Lubin should be uh, arriving at the stage now in terms of uh, in terms of boxing that you have all the potential in the world that people should be starting saying that Eric's Lube is, is arrived at the big stage? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, um, I'm taking on these tests because, you know, uh, by the time I become champion, I want to be able to say that I beat all the top guys in my division. I want to go down the list and see all the top guys go through and just be like, I beat that guy, I beat that guy, I beat that guy, I beat that guy. And that's, that's just... You know, that's just how I am. I'm a competitor. And I, you know, I, I want to be able to just say I beat everybody in the division. I fought everybody. And, uh, Ericsson, lastly for me, in terms of this fight, uh, people will say Jensen's got an awful lot of uh, power and he starts a game. In terms of your, the durability in, in terms of that latter round, is it very much trying to make him, move him, push him around the ring and are you sure uh, probably your stamina, stamina, is it really your stamina against his power? You'll see June 26th. I'm in shape. I'm ready to fight now. I was ready ready to fight weeks ago. And you'll see June 26th. I ain't gonna give up the game plan. Just tune in June 26th. Uh, best of luck, Jensen. Best of luck, Erickson. Thank you, Jim. Uh, next question comes from Keith Idek. Uh, my first question is for Erickson. Erickson, I know you said earlier that you don't want to take any tune-up type fights, but you're already the number one contender for Charlo's WBC title, and you have two very good wins back-to-back. -back. Uh, you could have taken the path of lesser resistance. Why this fight at this time for you? Like I said, I want to be able to say I beat that guy, beat this guy, all the top guys in the division. I want to be able to say I beat them. Did you feel... Did you feel... When it's time for me to fight for the title, there won't be no doubt that I'm I'm ready for it or, or I, ain't, I ain't beat nobody. You know, this this is all this is all a part of my legacy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but um, did did you feel like you needed to beat a guy like you know the former champion who just fought Jamal Charlie? Did you feel you need to beat someone like him 
to ensure that you're made the mandatory and to get that fight maybe against the Charlo Castaño winner? Uh, it, it doesn't really matter to me because, you know, I, ever, ever since my loss to Charlo, I, I fought nothing but tough competitions and guys like E.J. Smith who who fought J-Rock and Tony Harrison had real close bouts for him. Nathaniel Gallimore, who's beating the guy that I'm fighting now. Um, Terrell Goucher, who's an Olympian, who comes ready to fight, who's technically sound. So it's like, I, you know, if they would have gave me the fight now, I would have been ready for the fight now. But, you know, if they want to keep, you know, uh, if they if, if they want to keep throwing guys like this, uh, the top guys in my face, then I, I'll continue beating those guys. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get to, you know, um, those belts. And not just fighting for one title, we'll be able to fight for all four titles when it's time. You think Charlo beat Castaño? I think so. I think so. But you never know. It's boxing. Um, Castaño comes ready to fight. Maybe the styles will mix up differently. But I think I think he beats Castaño. You ask me. Now, my last question for you, Erickson, is: Would you know be- beating Rosario would be a huge statement for you in this fight next week? Do you then feel that you would get that fight next to fight for all four titles? Yeah, I, I absolutely deserve it. I absolutely deserve it. All these other guys, they're getting the belts and they're giving them right back up the next fight. You know, um, you know, and these those are the guys I want to face. I've asked for all those guys, you know, and, you know, kudos to Rosario for even taking a fight after taking uh, a, 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 a loss to Charlo. But, um, you know, this part of my legacy. I want to fight all the top guys. And, you know, I feel like I'll deserve that fight next with Charlo or Castanio winning. Thanks, Erickson. Uh, I just have a couple questions for Jason as well. Uh, Herman, how you doing? Good, Keith. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thanks. Um, just real quick for you, Herman, too. How much of an advantage is it, because you're so familiar with Erickson, even though he is a different fighter now and, and it was a while ago, how much of an advantage is it for you to have some inside knowledge of, of him as a fighter? Well, he's a different fighter. He's right. So I don't think much of an advantage. Um, I don't think a whole whole bunch could change because then it's just another fighter and that that's not good either i'm sure he has little things i'm sure he's you know improved on on, on important things um but nevertheless uh, you know i know lubin and and his character and his and his person and he's a great man and he's a, and he's a competitor and he's he's coming to win so you know we know who we're in front of and that kind of helps you prepare for somebody because you know you know who you're who you're uh, who you're in, you know confronting um, so, you know, I don't know necessarily that it gives us an advantage stylistically or even technically. I think you just got to prepare for somebody that, like he said, is, is not going to lay down and is coming. And that's, that's, that's for damn sure about him. And Herman, just one more thing for you. What does it say about Erickson? Uh, as I mentioned to him, he's the number one contender already for Charlo. What does it say about him and his confidence that he took this dangerous of a fight with a title fight, you know, in this future already? Well, I mean, it, he took the fight with Charlo when, when I thought maybe he was a little bit too green and, and he was confident then. So that's not a question with, with, with Lubin, whether or not he's a confident person. He's very confident. He was a confident uh, teenager beating on men in the, in the, in the amateurs. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it, that's not an issue. It, you know, the issue was early on, he was, I think he was just rushed. And now he's probably very prepared and very ready for this fight and has, you know, ascended to this uh, level of competition like he belongs. And he's, you know, what he's saying. The only problem is that there's Jason on the other side. And Jason is not just coming to stand and, you know, and just take his shots and just let him show off whatever he learned and whatever he, 
perfected for this camp because there's another side to this. So, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta get past that. And that's not going to be that easy either because, you know, I want to win also, you know, so there's a, there's a lot invested here. Thanks Herman. I just have uh, one question for Jason as well. Can you ask him why, you know, why this was the right fight for him at this time? Because he's obviously coming off a difficult defeat to Charlo and this is a tough fight for him as well. ¿Por qué tú crees que esta pelea era la perfecta para ti por siendo que perdiste con Charlo fue una pelea difícil y por qué tú crees que esta pelea era la que adecuada para ti en este en este momento? Creo que nada es perfecto, pero sí sí realmente eh, creo que la oportunidad se aprovecha y creo que es una gran oportunidad para estar de nuevo en los primeros en los primeros planos de, de, del boxeo y de la división de la 154 libras. In his first defeat to Gallimore, he learned not to take anything for granted. And he's kind of, you know, lived with that and, and won his titles that way and took that opportunity on, on, on somewhat of a short notice, he said. And, and obviously, uh, losing to Charlo was a great opportunity to even be fighting with him. And, and, uh, and he's not the type to not now take advantage of an opportunity when it presents itself. And, and as it is... Uh, this is another opportunity to get right back in the picture and, and fight for the title. So you, you have to take this. Not everyone would. Erickson did. And, and for sure, you know, I just told you why. And, and, and Banana is a little cut from the same cloth. Um, but yeah, it's the opportunity and, and, and the pride of actually fighting the best. Herman, I actually just have one last question for him. He mentioned earlier that he did not watch the Charlo fight until last night. Uh, why did he, I don't know if he avoided it or whatever, but why did he not watch it until last night? ¿Por qué te demoraste tanto para ver la pelea de Charlo? Porque esta noche nada más fue la razón. Porque creo que eh, yo aprendí como de que perdí de gallo, como que, de, que de, de los errores se aprende, pero no se vive, no se vive con los errores encima, porque no se vive eh, aprender los nuevos que vienen. He was there. He was live. He didn't really need to see it. It was playing in a loop in his head. So, you know, it's it, it just coincidentally he saw it last night. That's it. You know, he, he, he learns from his mistakes, but he doesn't want to dwell on them. And, and here we are. We're sitting in a Zoom conversation on a pay-per-view uh, card fighting uh, Lubin. So if he would have dwelled on his past and cried and whined, maybe he wouldn't be here right now doing this. So he feels uh, wholeheartedly that, it's just an opportunity, and, and, and that's what he's put on this earth to do is to fight, you know, and that's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to pick and choose, um, you know, any kind of scenario. You know, he didn't do it to get to where he got, and he doesn't want to start now. So that's why. Thanks, Herman. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, gracias, Jason. Thank you, Keith. Uh, we have time for one more question. We'll go to Crystal Hart. Hi. Uh, for both fighters, uh, first of all, I guess, Jason, since you're there, right now it's the calm before the storm, but what happens when uh, it comes fight night and, and all of a sudden you realize everything that's at stake? What do you do to calm your nerves, and do you have any particular ritual that you do before the fight? Ahora mismo es la, eh, eh, la tranquilidad antes de la tormenta. Viene la pelea. Eh, ¿Qué tú haces para tranquilizar los nervios? Uh, antes de la pelea, ¿saben? El camarino o, o, o la noche anterior, etcétera. Bueno, realmente eh, los nervios, los nervios le llamaría yo eh, ansia. Eh, creo que creo que eso se calma eh, 
tratando de pensar en la, en la victoria. Says that it's really not nerves, as as uh, I'm sure he says believes any fighter will tell you, that it's more you know anxious. It's more you know uh, let's get this party started scenario. You know, and and that you know once the fight starts, the first punch is thrown, you're good to go. Other than that, not too many fighters can sleep pre-fight. You know, and and it's it's expected. You know, so. The ones that can, they're blessed with crazy gene, and the ones that can, it's probably just that's the normal. So, it's it's okay. And Erickson, the same for you. Any a particular uh, thing that you do for being anxious or nervous, or any rituals that you do before uh, the fight? No, not really. I, I pretty much just I eat the same things almost. I I eat the same things. Um, I. Uh, Nah, nothing, nothing, nothing really too crazy. I just, I'm always in my zone. I stay in my zone. I'm in my zone right now, and I've been in my zone my, this whole camp. So I just stick in my, I stay in my zone. I stay fully focused until it's time to unleash in the ring. Thank you. Thank you, Crystal. Back to you, Brian. All right, but thank you very much. By the way, uh, Hammer, what is it that you eat? Oh, I eat a whole bunch. I eat. Um, eat a lot of pasta. I eat a lot of pasta before I go fight. Okay. Got that's it. Mainly, that's mainly like my, my, my go-to. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank you uh, again. Erickson to Hammer Lubin, 23-1, and 16 knockouts. Uh, Banana, Jason Rosario, former unified champ, 22-1, 14 knockouts. This is a WBC title eliminator. So, again, the winner of this fight, uh, is basically fighting for the right to face Dramel Charlo, who has three of the four belts, who, by the way, will be fighting Brian Castaño on July 17th on Showtime Championship Boxing. The winner of that will be the U- the undisputed champion at 154 and the first undisputed champion at 154 in this four-belt era. Um, so, obviously, lots of big fights here on Showtime. want to thank Erickson Lubin. want to thank Jason Rosario, Brian Mendoza, uh, Julian Williams, uh, Leonard Ellaby. Always love to give you the last last word here. We've heard from the fighters now. Give us a final word on what should we expect here on Saturday, June twenty sixth. Nothing but fireworks. <clears throat> Not- Unmute yourself, Louis. You, you muted yourself. There you go. Can you hear me now? Yeah. There you go. Nothing but fireworks from from all these fighters. I'm telling you, this division at 154 pounds, it is loaded. I mean, loaded from top to bottom. I mean, again, I'm just going to be sitting there ringside, man, and I got the best seat in the house. I just can't wait because this is going to be nothing but fireworks. Can't wait. (laughs) You're right about that. It's like a walking landmine, that entire division. All of these guys are really skilled and uh, really good. And, and you're right. It just seems like one of them gets the belt, they pass it to the other one when they, when they fight each other. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Thank you, Leonard. And thank you for uh, joining us. And again, make sure uh, you tune in to Showtime Pay-Per-View June 26. Uh, you have Barrios and Tank Davis at the top of the division or at the top of the card. That's the main event. Four fights in all. But man, I'll tell you from top to bottom, it should be one heck of a night. I'm Brian Custer. Thanks for joining us.